Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Uh, today, I am uh, talking to Julie Caprera. Now, Julie, I call her the trailblazer. She doesn't call herself the trailblazer, but I call her the trailblazer of homeschooling. She started homeschooling over 30 years ago. Now, she really, she really helps me to help me to see homeschooling and some of the benefits in a in a very different way. Because I had my own, I had my own own myths and. And, um, misconceptions, right? And her big thing is that homeschooling, or you know, it, is it, you you have to be very intentional, and really asking your yourself this question: Who do I want my children? To be so, I think you're going to love this episode, especially if you are kind of on the fence. Is homeschooling for me, and maybe not? You know, even if you, I, I love what she says about how she views every family um, as a homeschool family. Okay, we just—it's just what we delegate. Um, so, uh, Julie, like most parents. Her and her husband wanted the best for her children. And over 30 years ago, they made the radical choice to begin homeschooling. Mentors were rare. Naive, they began armed only with the conviction that this was the right choice for their family. Now she sees every family as a homeschool family varying only in what they delegate. She's mentored women for decades and she views the homeschool mom as her personal hero. Now, she and her husband started Care Homeschool Consulting to help families facing challenges from COVID. She offers perspective, practical direction, and most of all, hope. Now, if you've ever wondered, is it possible to homeschool my kids? Well, listen to the episode, and I'm thinking that Julie's going to be able to answer that question for you. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Well, Julie, welcome to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. Oh, and I'm delighted to be here. I'm maybe more excited than you. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I've been, I've definitely been thinking about homeschooling, uh, especially this past year. And it, I, I'll honestly say that it um, initially terrified me. So, but before we dig into all of that, let's um, tell us a little about a little bit about your journey and how you got to be here with us today. Well, like pretty much every parent I know, um, we were, um, we entered into parenthood wanting the best for our children and not being sure exactly what that would involve. Nice. And, um, but we you know, we loved our child. We wanted to do the best for them. And um, education would be part of it. Education had been very important, in, particularly in my husband's background. That was how his father got out of poverty. Mm -hmm. And so um, when it came to the idea of homeschooling, we had never given it a thought. And my sister announced to us that she was going to homeschool her children. And my first thought was you must be Looney Tunes. <laughs> I really did think that. And the reason for that was I thought, 
who, why would you waste your education and your ability to be out working to stay home with your children all day? And she had been raised, she was a school teacher. And so I couldn't comprehend why she would then stop being a teacher just to come and teach her own children. Right. Well, what, now my child at that time was only a year old. And what happened was I then gained more information. And the more information that I gained while I was visiting her, the more my stomach became increasingly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And what I came to realize was that it wasn't could I homeschool? It was, was I willing to be willing to do it and to put aside um, a job where I was earning money and I was competent at it. And I, I had um, to do that to then, whoa. And, but then what drove us to make the decision to start was that I didn't want to look back and wish that I had, I didn't want to have a life of regret. And so we had a few years to kind of get used to the idea because my son was only about a year old when we were first introduced to this idea. But around that same time, we also met a family who I had been very friendly with um, and we were visiting and their children were just elementary school age, maybe upper elementary, not a, not a long, not real old. And I was so struck by how their children behaved when we had come over for dinner. And it wasn't that they were any, they were just not what I had seen in typical children. Mm -hmm. And yet they weren't like um, masters of anything. It was just their whole demeanor and how they interacted with each other and with their parents. And that just kind of stuck in the back of my head. And their parents were real pioneers. They also were homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And so that was now a living example of children that I was seeing, as well as now getting more used to the idea. And so we started and my husband's father was very much against this idea. Mm -hmm. And he offered to pay, he, he was positive we would ruin when our, his only grandchildren, mm -hmm. and he offered to pay for 12 years of private school at a very expensive prep school if we would not homeschool. Interesting. Okay. We, and my husband worked for his father, and so we actually were quite concerned that he would lose his job wow. over this issue. Right. And um, later... And my parents were not supportive of the idea either. Um, now, this is going back in the 80s, the right. end of the 80s. So it was very different. It was very unknown, very foreign. And um, we had no support whatsoever. Yeah. And we didn't really know almost anybody um, who was doing this. Um, the two people I did know were more than a 1,000 miles away. So it wasn't like lots of people. So we then began and... I discovered that my son had some significant learning issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, he couldn't learn the alphabet. So um, we proceeded um, and basically at the end of the first month of, oh, we, we bought three curriculums for kindergarten. Whoa. We wanted three complete <laughs> curriculums. We wanted to be sure that we had all the bases covered. Right. Well, what was hilarious was that my child actually already knew everything except he didn't know how to read yet. Interesting. And so okay. that was kind of an, um, 
oh, we actually have already taught a lot of things by just using the library and taking children in life and doing things. Right. So we, you could say in one sense we stumbled along, but the more we did it, the more we came to realize that this allowed us to customize things for our children. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, and at one time I remember thinking, hmm, my son's not learning this. So do I throw out the curriculum or do I throw out my child? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because what I had invested in wasn't working. But I had that, I want to call it a luxury. I had the luxury of being able to adapt. Right. And we had the luxury of being able to give continually grow and adapt because just like parenting, you don't know what you're doing most of the time when you start parenting. Right. You've, you've done these different things and then life hits you. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you grow into homeschooling. And so we were growing into it, but one of the unique things in homeschooling is that every year it's different. Mm, okay. It's always different. Every child is different. Every year is different. And each child learns differently. So it's a continually humbling things, but you gain more confidence because, you know, just like in parenting, as you go along, you know, you'll survive this, yeah. you know, other people have survived this and that it's possible to thrive right, and that right. there's seasons that are up and seasons that are down, but fortunately they're not always all together. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Julie, I, I love that story. And I think the thing that I love the most is that you followed your heart, even though it went against the grain. And I'm thinking, you know, back 30 years ago that you, when it was, like you said, it, it, the, nobody, nobody got you for one thing. I mean, it's very different now. It's homeschooling is, is becoming more and more known, but you were, you were a pioneer, right? You were blazing your own trail and listen, listened to your heart and listened, listened and thought, you know what? I'm going against the, against the grain, but I'm going to do this anyway. Yeah. Um, in fact, you don't realize that we, we weren't technically the true, truest of pioneers. We were what we call early settlers. <laughs> early settlers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Early settlers, because it wasn't that it was totally foreign, but right. the the familiarity most people didn't know somebody who homeschooled yep. um and we were very careful to when we went out my children were always dressed in what we considered school clothes if it was during school time um we were just cautious right cautious right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I still, e even if you were the early settlers, <laughs> I love that you, I love that you listen and you just said, you know what, even, even though, you know, my family is against this and I don't know anybody, I'm going to do it anyway. I think that, I think that for one thing, I think that, that ha I'm sure that they have, that has served your kids in seeing that we don't have to do, and, and we, we've talked about this too, that you do not have to go do things the way that it's always been done because the, the way that it's always been done is not always the, the right way maybe not the right way for your family right or for yeah uh and in homeschooling and we didn't realize this initially but my husband and i were both in agreement we weren't actually really sure where we were going with it and like but we were sure that it would go in the right direction yeah. and initially i mean we were kind of unique we made the commitment for the long haul so 
even this was going to become a lifestyle for us. Right. And that it, we weren't doing it just as um, what I call, if you've got the back door open, right, you'll get sucked right out. So the we plan really, B, right? Yeah. yeah. So we were really committed to it, but we didn't look down on somebody else and saying that. Instead, what we realized was that every family is actually homeschooling. Right. They just choose to delegate different amounts of things. Mm. So what we did um, was how, because there was an evolution, just as in parenting, most people don't parent the last child the same way that they've parented the first one. It's like, right. oh, the second child, okay, you've got still pictures. The third child, especially if they're kind of a tag along, it's like, oh, did we do any pictures of this child? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so there's just more things. And also there's more organic components because younger children learn from the older children right. in different ways. Each child is different. And I taught my two older children were three years apart. So I taught a lot of subjects just together. Yeah. You know, right. it was like, there's no need to have things be separate. Um, and so it was like, why make everything hard? But yeah. what I'm trying to say is that every parent is already doing things. We delegated swimming lessons. We delegated driver's ed. We delegated um, sewing lessons. We delegated a lot of different things. And as my children got older, um, my last child, um, we actually used virtual classes. You know, <laughs> we used some online stuff, which right. that just hadn't even existed when yeah. we started. Yeah. And so what's one of the blessings nowadays is that there's so many choices right what's one of the curses is that there's so many choices it's overwhelming exactly and yeah but the biggest thing that you see is that guilt will compel a parent to feel that oh if mm. i'm a good parent we do everything right no if you are a good parent you pick and choose good parent, you pick yeah. and choose what's going to work because an overwhelmed child because you've got them in every single thing is not going to help your family function well the right. overwhelmed parent the overwhelmed mother the whole family isn't going to function well mm. and so that's where when you can um, become what i'll call becoming more intentional and that was one of the things that was different about our family than many of the other families. Every family wants the best. I did not know anybody that didn't want the best yeah, for yeah. their child and wasn't doing this for one conviction or another. Believe it or not, one of the number one reasons for parents to homeschool or to, is for the safety of their child. Yeah, their right. child is either being bullied or facing harassment or is very bored in school. Yeah. Or it's just they're staring out the window and the learning style isn't matching that child. Yes, right. And so so we became very intentional in realizing that we wanted our children that that here's a good way to describe it. We were concerned about who were our children going to be by the time they were 30. Right. Right. Who were they going to be? And that became more of a focus is who, who are they becoming, not what do they know. Mm, right. And so instead of switching from the academics of tests and chapters and quizzes and papers, 
those simply became tools um, because I, I came up with this concept of there was just three things. There's knowledge, there's skill sets, mm-hmm. and then there's character. And knowledge mm. was the facts, just right. the facts, like two plus two is four. It's just the facts. And sometimes facts are learned quickly, and sometimes they take a lot of repetition to kind of sink in. Skill sets is the ability to use those facts. Mm, using in, the facts, perfect. Right. And then character and skill sets can take a long time. And you can think about that, you know, some just takes a long time before it clicks. Um, And you can, well, and then character is what's revealed while you're developing the skill sets. Mm -hmm. So an illustration would be learning to count. Skill set could be making change. And character would be that you don't steal when you're making change. And so that also applies for when you're learning daily skills of life, just the things of life, learning right. how to make a bed. Earl Nightingale, an old mm-hmm. person that people might know, I used to enjoy listening to him, and he said, how many days do you have to, no, it wasn't Earl Nightingale, another man that was similar. How many days, how many times do you have to tell a child to make your bed? And it was every day for 18 years. I, you know, I think that's really important to know because yes. <laughs> I've often wondered that how many days, how long before they're going to be doing it themselves? And Julie, yes. thank you. I think that is a, a beautiful little nugget yes. of value yes. for everybody that there's nothing wrong yes. with your kid. It's that yes. they're a kid. In fact, in fact, the more you focus while they're preschoolers and early early elementary, the more you focus on them developing skill sets for life, mm-hmm. it takes them years to learn it. It takes right. them years to become proficient. Just start early. Yeah. Start early and then help them going through that. And then as they become more proficient, your job as a parent will become easier right. because you're not carrying all the load. Yeah. And they will you're also giving them something for which they can take ownership they know how to do things um and it's shocking to other people that you have a child that can do all the laundry and um in fact here's something humorous about teaching chores i couldn't keep track of a chore list so i just divided it for my two older children one had all of the laundry for the month and one had all of the kitchen for the month. Hmm, that's a good switch. idea. Right. And, and then they'd switch. Well, my daughter, and we're talking, you know, and there was some accommodation. The kitchen was not set the table. It was yeah. anything dealing with the kitchen except right. cooking. Yeah. And, and so sometimes there would be help, but they learned how to be able to put all the Tupperware away and how to do right. volume and sizing and things and how to, and my daughter was so humorous. She said, oh, I'm so glad that I don't have November because that's Thanksgiving or that I don't have, I don't have December because they could see things in terms of, you know, when it switched. But as a result, they learned how to do those things. And so like for doing sheets and towels, sheets, everybody made, you know, you made beds and teams um, because it's just easier. So those were just some practical things that were really, what's the knowledge of how to do the job? Mm -hmm. What's the skill set? It takes a long time to become proficient. Right. 
and you let people have grace to become proficient and then um the character is what's revealed is they argumentative you know are they doing it do they take pride is there praising you right. know so just along the way and so it's the same concept knowledge skill sets and character but it's the intentionality that's going on in the mind of the parent so that the goal is to raise children who can be launched into life competent and capable of functioning mm, that's beautiful can you say that again julie yes the goal that we had was to raise children who could function in life um we wanted we were raising we were raising adults yeah raising adults i think that is we brilliant were raising right there men, we were raising women Right. But they needed lots of practice. They needed yeah. lots of things. And so thinking about what, who did we want them to be? Yeah. And then what we were to be? all, all the things, if you want somebody to be truthful, then you look at everything as an opportunity to reinforce what is it like to be truthful? Right. What is it right. not being truthful? Did they do the job well? You know, you're lying to them if you tell them, oh, you did a wonderful job. But maybe it's wonderful in that it's better than what they had done before. They had put in full effort and all these other things. But if right. it was a slovenly job, you have to help hold them accountable without destroying them. Because, right. hello, do we ever do a slovenly job? Of course. Isn't that interesting? I think that we often think that, um, that, <sighs> what do you mean you didn't like this doesn't live up to our expectations or expectations but first of all do we ever as adults do something the first time yeah. somebody mm -hmm. asked us to do no if my husband says you know ask me to do something or i ask him do, the first time no so why would we expect our children to do something the first time yeah. as well which is interesting and one of the things in homeschooling is that i i came to realize that most families, even down to the two-year-old, they have their own agendas. They have their right. own itineraries. And so you're often having a family that's just living parallel lives within the same home. And mm. in fact, they even don't eat together. They may not even eat the same foods together. Mom has all this pressure on her because the children don't like this. They don't like that. Well, if that just creates a lot of chaos. Yeah. If you don't have dietary restrictions, if it's just preference, then you've got children who may be so used to making the decisions, they're having a hard time learning how to be teachable, they're having mm. a hard time learning how to, um, um, they're having a hard time learning how to become a guest mm, in a foreign right. country. You know, it's an interesting, um, one of the, you know, I, 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 my wishes for my kids I want them to be happy. I want them to be confident. I want them to know that they matter. And Julie, I want them to be good roommates. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but I really, yeah. ever since I was, ever since I had my kids, it's really important to me that they be good roommates, that they be respectful because yes. they're going to be roommates, whether it's with a spouse or, you know, or a roommate or whoever it might be, they are going to, they're, they're both going to be roommates at some point, but that, that yes. they can take care of themselves and be aware, you know, be yeah. aware of more than themselves. <laughs> yeah. And that's called being um, other minded. Mm, and other -minded. if right. they're versus being um, your center of your universe is your belly button. Yeah. And 
there are many people who live the center of the universe of their belly button. I'm offended by this, or this upsets me, or this right. or that. Well, nobody right. cares. Yeah. Nobody really cares. And yet in this culture, um, you know, we, we don't want to have an elevated view of, our, of ourselves and an elevated view of our own opinion. And so many people will volunteer their opinion when it's not the right time or the right place or the, or asked for whatever <laughs> or asked for. Yes. But we used to call that, um, are you an energy giver mm. or are you an energy taker? Mm -hmm. And somebody who is an energy taker sucks all the energy out of everybody in the room. Right. And that's the person who has to be the center of attention. They have to have their own way all the time. Mom, um, they don't know how to occupy themselves. And so mom, 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 mm, mom, right. it's your job to amuse me and entertain me um, versus the person who is an energy giver. Teaching children the character quality of initiative is one way for them to be, oh, they're employable. They're right. able to see what needs to be done and then rather than saying, mom, you didn't do that. Yeah. Initiative is that they see it and then they can do it if it's appropriate for them to do it. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I think it's interesting because I, I am just in the past year learning a lot about homeschooling. And I think my initial thought about homeschooling or idea, because I didn't know any, I knew people, but not, 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 not close to me. Like I didn't know really the dynamics and, and yeah. how it all works. But I think my my initial um, um, thought or perspective on homeschooling was that you were raising kids who are dependent on the mom. And the more that I'm learning, it's the opposite. Yes, You are teaching kids to be independent thinkers and to be and to be uh resourceful and it's a really interesting shift in my perspective because yes. i thought i thought okay well well you would homeschool because you're that it's more of authority like this is authority and that's complete that that's wrong what well, is what i'm understanding what i'm learning well of course you'll find that because people are people Right. And people homeschool for all different types of reasons. But where we shifted away was we realized that for children to be able to become functioning adults, they have to learn how to own response. They have to learn how to own things. And the goal that we decided we wanted was maturity. And maturity doesn't happen just because you turn 18. Yeah, exactly. Journey is not chronological. And when you go back and look at the founding fathers and the pioneers and um, people who went off to war, um, um, go back and look in the Bible, um, there was there was no such thing as a teenager. Mm, you became that's an true, adult. Right? You went yeah. from you know age twelve to age thirteen was considered being able to become carrying a man's work, a man's right. load, and a girl a girl who couldn't do things. I mean, in many ways they were, um, the, the scholar was the person who was always poor because they had the opportunity. They didn't know how to do a lot of other things right? and they had time to do that. And so we, we value education, but there's different kinds of education. So the person who is 
and you can see this in professions, people who become doctors and lawyers and um, many other professions, and they have no skill sets in how to manage a practice. Right. I so see they're that. vulnerable yes. for being ripped off. Right. They don't have, they often have no street smarts mm -hmm. um, or somebody's been able to do a lot of other things. And so the person who can come in and manage the practice is actually in many ways, the most valuable person in that right, right. practice, you know, and it might just be a good manager. So we came up with the realization that we wanted our kids to fail early, fail often mm. when the consequences are less so that they could have that luxury of, of if you're afraid to fall down, because you don't know how to get up. Well, when a child is learning to walk or a child is learning to ski, the ground is pretty close. So they can fall and getting up isn't as hard. Right. But I was an adult when I learned to ski and I was working as a nurse in a critical care in a trauma unit. And so it took me a while to realize that most people left the mountain on their own accord and were not life flighted off. Right. <laughs> Was that you? Life no, 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 because yeah. I was used to seeing trauma. Oh, right, right. And, and, you know, people had had all sorts of things. And so, and it, I had to adjust my mindset to realize that, oh, whereas when people learn to ski when they're young, they fall and then they get up. They fall right. and they get up versus, and so, um, but many parents are afraid to let their children fail. Yeah. They're, and so we've heard the term helicopter parent. They go in mm -hmm. and they're rescuing their child. Well, we want to come up with opportunities where your child is not going to be rescued. Yeah. Um, because you want them to have that experience when it's safe and when it's less consequences. Right. Because right. they're not going to be rescued through life. And a resilient person is the person who's had a lot of falls right right yes. um they they've been toughened they've been hardened in an appropriate way um versus somebody so they're resilient yeah. and you want to raise resilient people they will be good roommates you yeah. know somebody who is resilient doesn't take things all things personal if they're not getting their way it's like you learn how to go with the punch you go with the flow and to take the punches of life right. and so resilient to somebody who's like, I've been broke. I don't need to be terrified of it. Right, you know, right. or I know what it's like to be content when there's little, because we can draw on resources or you have resources as people because you're pleasant to be around. Yeah. You know, the person who's the volunteer, the person who's helpful, the person who knows how to do it. And children like to help, like, especially around age five, they really like helping. Right. So then, the goal is helping them to be useful while they're helping. Right. But, you know, many parents are afraid, how will I take on homeschooling and fit it into my life? The life is already overwhelming. Or I wasn't very good in a subject. I'm afraid to do that. And I'll tell them, it's like, well, especially if you're starting with a younger child, um, everybody has holes in their knowledge, like Swiss cheese. So you fill in the holes. I graduated from college with honors. And I will tell you, I was terrified of prepositions. I didn't know what they were. I love that. 
I didn't know what a preposition was, and I certainly didn't know what a prepositional phrase was. I didn't know what an object of the preposition was. I wasn't really sure about most things in grammar because I had moved a few times and kind of had missed some of those different things. Uh And so when we started having to teach it, I was terrified of it. But I found a curriculum and at the second grade level, I was able to finally start to understand what a preposition was. Ah, right. oh, and now I know what they are. And yeah. it's so empowering. Isn't that <laughs> but, funny? The little things. It's the little yeah. things in life. <laughs> but for many things, we've learned how to do something, but we don't know why. Yeah. So homeschooling is the way I didn't know anything about history. I, and now history is just stories. It's yeah. stories of people. Right, right. And so we... Uh, yeah, I think that was what was one of the things about... Because I, I've i always been drawn to historical fiction and, and like you said, people. It's the way that people. it was taught was dates and battles and like it was that was so not like we we didn't and and i'm realizing with my kids watching my kids my kids are in public school and watching my kids it's it's they're turning it around it's more about the 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 people than than it is the dates but uh, but it's interesting but when you're homeschooling you get to decide like how how to teach that how to teach it in a way that your kids are going to get it and understand it and be be interested in, in, in the learning. I think that's one of the most important yeah. things. Um, you have to have grids. Think of life as this big giant grid and you've got timelines and then learning how to be able to f- attach things and different things because all of history is all interconnected. It's yeah. just not one thing here and one thing here. Right. What was going that's on? Not life. Life. That's the... not human. That's, that's not right. life in human form. We are not linear. That's for sure. <laughs> right. And so being able to see how the different things are connected. Right. And so when, and again, this was evolving for us. We didn't start off with all this, We, but we were committed to having our children become um to develop character that would serve them well in life let them be able to help serve others let them be able to get along well with others and so that was really the driving thing and then we would go back and take a look at how could we have other things be working to help them be launched in life as adults and be able to function um and so the intentionality was really there it was very intentional and not spending more time on stuff that was just learning for a test. Yeah. Um, and here's one example, because, you know, we did have rough patches because that's life. But yeah. my daughter was very resistant to doing her math for a couple of years. She just wouldn't do it. Mm. So she was in high school and she wasn't doing it. And so I just said, well, I'm not going to even teach it. You will need some math. Um, We had done a certain thing, but she couldn't get into the college program that she was going to go into Mm. unless she had algebra two. Right. Right. Well, we're getting closer and closer and I wasn't going to graduate her until she did the work. And I told her exactly what would need to be done. And she figured out exactly what she would need to do to pass. And in about just a very 
short number of like a couple of weeks, two to three weeks, she got down exactly what she needed to do. And she passed it by exactly how much she needed to. And wow. I said to myself, you know, I had to admire her creativity. Mm -hmm. She knew what she had to do. Right. She did what she had to do. And we just avoided the fight. And I had finally stopped nagging. You know, I just said, I'm not going to bother. You're not doing this. But when the incentive became great enough. Right, right. She did it. And that was really, that's life skills. Yeah. Is, is solving it. And for many students, there's no incentive for them to do it. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. have a real meaning. And so parents are feeling like, well, if my child doesn't get good grades or if my child doesn't do this, then it's a poor reflection on me. That well, is real realistic right there. That is that is, that is tough. Yes. It's not about me. But then yeah. it, it, it it and yeah, it's a, that's an interesting dynamic there, especially if they're paying a lot of money for a private school. Yeah. Right. Or lessons or other things. And really, is your goal to raise children who have all these different things but aren't able to do laundry or right. can't pull together a meal or don't know how to be able to make decisions or are 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 not kind or they're not yeah. one of our goals was we wanted our children to be able to spend time with people who were younger than them mm -hmm. and older than them right without right. having to be paid for it because oh, i watched nice. i watched these families were they didn't really know how to interact with children who were younger unless they were doing some, you know, being paid for it, right. or they would do something for older people. But it was always like, well, we're fundraising and we're doing something for this. There right. wasn't the ability to just have a conversation. And my father made a very interesting comment later. He did become converted to thinking this was a good idea. Uh -huh. And he says, you can tell a homeschool child because they'll look you in the eye and talk to you. Oh, I love that. And they know how to talk to people of different ages because when you're homeschooling, if somebody has a doctor's appointment, everybody goes to the doctor. Right. You, you know, and so you have to learn how to be able to, to everything's going along together. You don't have the luxury of just being totally self-contained. Right. So, you know, bring a book. You know, you're going to have to pay attention to your sibling or you're going to have to do this because, oh, they won't let you go into the office. They can only take the parent can go in. So the other children have to. So somebody has to be mining. And right. here's an illustration. My parents were living in Indonesia and we went over to spend five weeks with them. And my husband had come home earlier and we were taking the flight back. My children were 12 were 15, 12 and um, five. And we were in the plane. I had them dressed in the same color shirt and same color pants so that in a foreign country, you can see right. everybody. And I was dressed in the same thing. So the plane was 747. It was totally packed. And the children were in one part of the plane and I was in another part of the plane because I couldn't figure out what was the best way to do it. Right. And so I said, you know what, I'll just let them have the three seats where they can be together. Well, at the end of the, and I had no idea what was happening. You couldn't leave your seat because the plane was packed. You right. literally, so we flew this from Tokyo to Hawaii and I had no clue where my, what was going on. The end of the flight, the flight attendants came up to me and they said, we were really not happy to see three kids alone. 
and they figured out, you know, I was with them but right. up in this other area. And they said, but we couldn't get over how they took care of the little one, mm. the five-year-old. Right. And he was sleeping, laying across them or doing things and they entertained him and did different things with him. And they said, what did you do? We've never seen this. Interesting. And I just looked at her and I thought to myself, that's really a sad commentary. Mm, right. But what right. I said was, well, we homeschooled. Yeah. And you don't have that luxury of not learning how to entertain. And in many ways, my children became competent in managing younger children because they had a younger ch sibling. Mm, right. And they then became good coaches. They developed good classroom management skills from working with younger children. They became phenomenal doing that. Yeah. And that pregnancy was a surprise. <laughs> and so they were not thrilled. Right. And so that was an accident of life. Yeah. But that accident of life developed into a blessing for all of us. Right, right. And so they developed other skills for being able to do that. So that's just, again, one of those things of um, parents will feel like, oh, I don't have all the skill sets. Well, of course you don't have all the skill sets. Yeah. Did you have all the skill sets when you started your first job? Yeah, no. right, exactly. You're, you're not, but you will become more proficient just as you became more proficient in parenting. Yeah. And, or they'll feel like, oh, I already need to work full time and I can't do all this. Well, then let's figure it out. You right. don't, they're, teenagers are capable of doing a lot on their own. It's a wonderful, wonderful time, middle school and teenage schools, particularly if you're having character and chores and all these other things being developing. Right. Um, and parents will say, well, they'll never do it on their own. Well, maybe they won't do it well on their own, but they can grow in those abilities. Mm, and I so if your concern is that they're not going to get everything right or on time, well, hello, which 11, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 year old has all those skills? That's called maturity. Right, right. And so, so you have to work on developing those things. And instead of coming down hard on it right now, just realize this is all part of a process Where's we're looking at the long range picture. And um, if you're doing, are you doing this as a grade or as a test for somebody else mm -hmm. for them to just forget it so that you'll have a fancy transcript? Or are you doing this because you want them to be able to learn what they need to know to be able to go and function in life? And they don't need to know everything well in every subject. You know, right. the 80% rule is real helpful. Yeah. And that was from Eisenhower. He said, when you get 80% of the information, just make your decision. The last 20% isn't going to be that much more. Right. Julie, this has been amazing. You have given us so many gold nuggets. And I really, you've, you've shared so many other just really enlightening um, us about, um, about, I don't know, our myths about the myths that we that we had about homeschooling and the possibility and just that um, that you can do it just in all the benefits and that you can do it, that you do it in your own way. I think I love that. I think like, I love that the most. So um, can you tell us about a time in motherhood where you either overcame something or you achieved something that felt impossible? Well, in general, I would say 
when I started this, I was extraordinarily naive, just as almost mm. all people are when their children are born. Right. Um, but when I look along, my mother-in-law came to live with us and she had Alzheimer's and mm. I was going to become her primary caregiver. And all of my three children were there. I had um, a five-year-old or I don't know how old he was then. Um, we were renovating our house and I had ended up becoming the contractor and I kept losing portions of my house and it was just like life was just beyond challenging. Our marriage right. was falling apart. Um, things were not good. I didn't even, I kept losing rooms in my house because it was mm. being renovated and I had forgotten to ask which Thanksgiving it was all going to be done by. Right. Because we were into multiple years now. And and that was that was just beyond difficult. And yet um I knew we would survive. Yeah. But I used to say I'd wake up and I'd say, It's a good day. I'm not in jail for having murdered somebody <laughs> starting with my husband. <laughs> right. And um yet we didn't have your traditional transcript. I was just happy if we were getting a couple subjects done because yeah. I was doing all these other things. And yet we did survive. We not only survived and my daughter, uh, we just had lots of challenges going on in life. Right. It was very, very difficult in so many ways. And yet I look at that, my kids, out of that time period, ended up going to nationals for speech and debate. Mm -hmm. What was my motivation to have them do speech and debate? I wanted some, them to do something where they could have to work together because I was so sick mm. of them fighting. Right. Well, they worked as a team and went up to nationals. Um, I had them playing soccer. I had them doing a variety of other things. And I look back and see all the skill sets, all the other things that happened and the compassion that I was able to have with all these other people because I, we were so far from being your picture perfect homeschool family. Right. And yet we even ended up on the cover of a homeschool magazine. Ah, that's awesome. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But isn't that the way life is? Right. When you look at the front, it looks like it's one thing, but everybody right. looks at the backside and sees that life is really messy in yeah. lots of ways. Right. And yet, um, my children, we have good relationships with them. They to um, have master's degrees. They're working in their fields of choice. Mm -hmm. They have relationships with each other. Mm, they all have beautiful. at least one of their own businesses. Um, and just this week, they were over and I... We don't tell our children what to do in parenting. We don't tell them what to do. We didn't figure out who they should marry, any of that type of stuff. Right. And it's such a joy to look and see who they're becoming. They're mm, becoming right. their own people. Yeah. And my youngest son, with whom we had some challenges too, and he's, he said, you raised us to have a bigger picture of life. Oh, Julie, that is beautiful. I love that i love that story too that even in the midst of complete what felt like complete chaos for a long time for a long time that you know there's beauty in all of it yeah. julie this has been 
amazing. You have unpacked homeschooling for us and really provided us with a lot of lot of gold nuggets that I think that we and and not just, you know, whether whether our listeners decide to um, to take on homeschooling or not, just the lessons in life, you know, and the the things that I, so many gold I, I don't know if you noticed, but I was writing, 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 writing. <laughs> So I'm going to include all of the links in every way that they can get a hold of you. Um, yes. You also have a um, a call, a free um, a free consultation yes. that I will include the link for that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, this has been amazing, Julie. Thank you so much for taking the time um, today. You know, and I I want parents to understand every parent homeschools. They mm-hmm. just delegate different things. Right. And I am not saying that if somebody is taking on more of it, that it makes them a better parent. No, right. it doesn't. You have, parents have the same goals for their children. It just works itself out differently. But I want parents to understand they can have the freedom to take on more ownership mm-hmm. of their right. children's education. And that often results in being able to make choices that will help their children launch more in a more mature manner to be able to function well as adults that's perfect that is a beautiful way to end a beautiful episode thank you julie thank you very much so much for your time today thank you Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive, keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.